Rinpoche continued his teaching this week on the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity. Rinpoche utilized Lama Tsongkhapa's own outline, which begins with the mental training, and then we find the measure of the determination to be free, and then dispelling misconceptions, and the last category of ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation. This will be a very extensive commentary. Uh, so we will continue the teaching uh, under the heading Training the Mind and the Stage of the Path Shared in Common uh, with Persons of Medium Capacity in Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise uh, on the Stage of the Path to Enlightenment. So in the English, uh, we're a little bit into the section. So it's on page 267 uh, where we'll begin. And we find uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's beginning outline here uh, under um, uh, a heading, the major heading of the mental uh, um, training is where it begins in 267. Uh, so we find first category is the identification of the mind intent on liberation. Uh, second category is the measure of the determination to be free. Uh, and then third category is dispelling misconceptions. Uh, and then fourth category is uh, ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation. Uh, so there are four categories in Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, uh, outline uh, that again uh, has the major heading or section heading uh, called Training the Mind in the Stage of the Path Shared with Persons of Medium Capacity. Tapas <laughs> What 
Excuse me. So if we look at the outline and explain each of the headings, we find first the category called the mental training. So the mental training is referring to uh, the determination to be free or renunciation, uh, sometimes uh, desire to definitely emerge, that's literal. Uh, so uh, uh, when we look at the desire to definitely emerge or renunciation, uh, the renunciation that we find uh, for being of small capacity is a very coarse form of renunciation, whereas the uh, renunciation that we find in a uh, person of medium capacity uh, is a more subtle form of renunciation. So uh, we can see the difference here the, the, between the coarse uh, nature of the small scope and uh, renunciation or the desire to emerge from the lower realms and then the more subtle nature uh, of the medium scope or medium capacity uh, renunciation to emerge completely. Uh, so this is what is meant by the, me uh, um, uh, the mental training. This is the uh, actual uh, uh, um, training of renunciation. The second category, the measure of the determination to be free, uh, is really um, what qualifies uh, uh, renunciation. How does one know uh, that the renunciation is truly present? Uh, present. How do you determine that? Uh, so when we look at Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, text, uh, the shorter Lamrim, the three principal paths, or th sometimes three principal aspects of the path, uh, it, uh, we find a, a, a line that says, um, uh, by constant meditation, your mind will not entertain a moment's uh, wish even for the successes of uh, this, this life. So then, uh, here is where the main quote is, uh, and you will aim for freedom all day and night then you experience transcendent renunciation. So aiming for freedom uh, day and night, all the time, uh, is what uh, is the measure of if renunciation is present or not. Um, so uh, then you experience transcendent renunciation, actual <coughs> renunciation. Uh, so the next category is dispelling misconceptions. And here, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa presents a doubt that could arise uh, uh, and that uh, others might set forward a qualm uh, that states that the practice of renunciation uh, is a practice for uh, um, in the desire to emerge from cyclic existence uh, is a practice of the hearer vehicle and not a practice for the bodhisattva. Um, so this is the misconception that is dispelled in that section, and we'll get into that later. Uh, and then the last category, uh, ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation, um, it deals with the two uh, uh, last truths, the truth of uh, cessation uh, and then the truth of path. <coughs> Um, so the, those two truths are explained in category uh, number four. Uh, so those are the four categories presented uh, in the outline uh, by Lama Tsongkhapa in the text. This one. This one. <laughs> 
Tabadunya Um, so, uh, when we look at the text, um, when we have the major heading, uh, the mental training, which is the first category of those four in the outline, uh, there are two categories, identifying the mind intent on liberation, and then the method for developing the mind intent <clears throat> on liberation. Uh, so the first category, identifying the mind intent on liberation, uh, we find uh, Lama Tsongkhapa just has one section here. And then when we look at Jayan Sheba's outline, we'll find that there are actually three sections that he identifies uh, in this text. Uh, so he says that the first section uh, is uh, actual liberation. 
the second section is the mind seeking it. And then the, the third section is what is to be abandoned or what is abandoned uh, in that process. Uh, so these are the three categories that Jayan Sheba uh, sets forth in his outline. Um, so the first category is actual liberation. Um, so that is where we begin in the Lam Rim Chemo. Uh, so it says identifying the mind intent on liberation. So liberate, liberation means freedom from bondage. So just as a translator's note, uh, here this first category of actual liberation, you could put in parentheses like what is actual liberation. Um, so that, that's what is presented uh, in by Tsongkhapa here. Uh, so that's what this first category of actual liberation really means. What is actual liberation. So then Lama Tsongkhapa, liberation means freedom from bondage uh, and what binds you to cyclic existence is karma and the afflictions. Uh, um, under their power, the aggregates are reborn in a threefold manner in terms of the three realms. Uh, they are reborn in the desire realm and so forth in terms of the kinds of beings they were born are reborn as the five or six kinds of beings. Uh, and in terms of the type of birth, they are reborn in four ways, by birth from a womb, birth from eggs, birth from heat and moisture, uh, and spontaneous birth. Since this is uh, the nature of bondage, freedom from rebirth impelled by karma and afflictions is liberation, and the mm -hmm. desire to obtain uh, that freedom is the mind intent on liberation. Uh, I just have the Rimache, the, the Jayansheva Sache Tambo, the Kabarka. Tabajabanajimbalitruate, Okay. Okay. All right, so where it actually stops is where we find the comma here. So I was asking Rinpoche where Jayan Sheba's section stops because it appeared like it, we went into the mind uh, in, in, in that sentence. So it's actually at that comma. Uh, so it says, since this is the nature of bondage, freedom from rebirth impelled by karma and the afflictions is liberation. Uh, so that's where the section on actual liberation uh, um, stops. And then the mind seeking it uh, is no more than this sentence uh, um, um, presented here where it says, uh, and the desire to obtain that freedom is the mind intent on liberation. Um, so that's the next category we'll get into. So I gotta go through this. Um, um, uh, so liberation means freedom from bondage and what binds you to cyclic existence is karma and the affliction. So here bondage uh, literally refers to um, the karma and afflictions keeping you 
tied in a way to cyclic existence. So uh, if we had a rope uh, and we kind of hold our clothes together with a rope, for instance, uh, uh, and, and when we tie that, our clothes are bound to us um, by this rope. But if we release this rope, uh, then our clothes are unbound. Uh, likewise, we are bound uh, to cyclic existence by our karma and affliction. So it's as if we were tied up um, uh, um, 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 by these karma and afflictions and then forced into um, cyclic uh, existence. Um, uh, um, so uh, this... Um, okay, so bound your clothes... Um, so our karma and afflictions are what keep us stuck here, uh, just as if we are tied up in cyclic existence. And then it says, under their power, the aggregates are reborn in a threefold manner. In terms of the three realms, they are reborn in the desire realm, and so forth. Uh, so, and so forth is referring to the other two of the three realms. So the desire realm... Uh, is the first realm, the form realm is second realm, and formless realm uh, is the third realm. Uh, so that's what is meant there. Uh, in terms of kinds of being, they re are reborn as five. Uh, so these parentheses are add-ins add by the committee. Um, uh, so we, we uh, find that explanation as a note actually in the commentary. Um, so these parentheses are uh, addition. Um, so they are reborn as five or six kinds of beings. So if it is five kinds of beings, demigods are put in the gods category. If it's six kinds of beings, the demigods are, have their own exclusive category uh, separate from the gods. Uh, so five or six is referring to those two different ways uh, that you can number uh, cyclic existence, the realms of cyclic existence. Uh, and then it says in terms of the type of birth, uh, they are reborn in the four ways. Uh, birth from womb, birth from eggs, birth from heat and moisture, and spontaneous birth. Uh, so this is uh, um, the different ways that one is born into cyclic existence. Um, so one is forced um, by our karma and afflictions into these various types of birth within cyclic existence. Uh, and we are bound to that cycle um, by those karma and afflictions uh, that produce that experience. So since this is the nature of bondage, Freedom from rebirth impelled by karma and afflictions is liberation. So this is actual liberation when one is freed from the karma and the afflictions. The karma and afflictions have been unbound as if we are uh, um, untied from cyclic existence. Okay. So the second category, again, um, in Jayan Sheva's uh, outline, the mind seeking it, uh, it, we find just this one sentence uh, in the Lamrim Chemo. And the desire uh, to obtain that freedom is the mind intent on liberation. Okay. Okay. 
ทับจะเกิดเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเกิดจะเ
I'm just trying to make sure that we have the outline and where it stops in the text exactly each time. It's just a lot of texts I'm looking at, so just bear with me here. Um, so the next section, uh, in, um, uh, the outline is um, what is abandoned. Um, so we've uh, shown that one sentence is the mind seeking it, and then what is abandoned. Uh, moment by moment, the compositional activity of karma and the afflictions arises and is destroyed, but this destruction is not liberation. Though things that have been produced do not abide for a second moment, this destruction is not contingent upon conditions for liberation, such as the cultivation of a remedy, knowledge of selflessness. If this were liberation, it would follow that everyone would be liberated without effort, and that is absurd. Uh, consequently, if you fail to cultivate the remedy, you will be reborn in the future, since you will only stop rebirth by cultivating the remedy. Um, so, comp uh, moment by moment, compounded things, uh, compositional activity, uh, all compounded things, um, um, uh, have a moment, uh, and then the, as they <coughs> abide in that moment, as soon as the next moment takes place, the previous moment has been destroyed. It's been abandoned. It's no longer there. Uh, so that's the nature of moments. Uh, so if we uh, look at some examples, one year has 12 months in it. Uh, when the first month is over and we're into the second month, the first month is no longer abiding. Uh, it's no longer present. We've moved on to the second month. So there's been uh, a destruction. Uh, um, the first month has been destroyed. There's been a destruction of that. Uh, and if we look then uh, um, at uh, um, uh, a month uh, has four weeks in it. Uh, after the second week, the first week is destroyed. And then a, a week has seven days in it. As we get to the second day, the first day is no longer present. So this is uh, compounded things. Compositional uh, um, activity refers to those compounds that um, 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 
all have this momentary nature. Uh, so we could look and then even at minutes, uh, there are 60 minutes within an hour. Uh, as those minutes cease, uh, you, know, you no longer um, have the, mo- the minute before's minute. Uh, so there's this destruction that's taking place um, as this m- things move uh, moment by moment. Um, so uh, that is not what liberation means. Uh, so the abandonment of the actual action itself um, because the, the moment has been destroyed where uh, it is taking place is not freedom from uh, that, um, is not liberation from that. So when the afflictions arise uh, in the second moment, uh, when the afflictions are, are no longer there, um, when we have the afflictions arising uh, and we have their momentary nature, um, in that second moment when the afflictions are no longer arising, um, that isn't liberation. That state um, of being isn't liberation. So it says, uh, though things that have been produced do not abide for a second moment, this destruction is not contingent upon uh, um, conditions for liberation, such as the cultivation of a remedy. So this destruction uh, that takes place is not freedom from that which has been destroyed. And, um, and when we use, we say freedom from, uh, it is uh, freedom from in the sense that it's destroyed, but it's not the freedom that liberation is referring to. Uh, and river, liberation only comes about if a remedy has been presented, if an antidote has been presented. So the antidote uh, that has to be present is a meditation upon emptiness. So through the method of, med, um, through the practice of meditating upon emptiness, uh, one is able to strike at uh, that which gives rise to um, cyclic existence. Um, so at the root of cyclic existence, we find the grasping at true establishment. Um, so it is the mind that cognizes that things or phenomena are not truly established that is able to um, get rid of the grasping at true establishment that then and, and by getting rid of the grasping at true establishment then what it creates is also abandoned so the karma and the afflictions that arise because of the grasping at true establishment are abandoned and the karma and afflictions give rise to uh, cyclic existence give rise to suffering so if the karma and afflictions are abandoned by abandoning that which causes them then that would, that, what is created by those karma and afflictions is also destroyed, uh, suffering and cyclic existence. So this is how one is liberated. Um, lib- uh, liberation has to um, be a process where an antidote to that which binds you has been presented. Uh, excuse me, presented. Um, uh, so here it says, uh, um, consequently, if you fail to cultivate that, the remedy, you will be reborn in the future since you only stop rebirth by cultivating the remedy. So you will have a future rebirth in cyclic existence. Um, um, you will be forced into a future rebirth in cyclic existence if you do not cultivate a remedy, uh, the remedy for it. 
Um, so what is the, the remedy for cyclic existence? It's getting rid of the root of cyclic existence. Um, so that's the misconception that grasps at things as being uh, truly established. Um, so when we look at the example of the rope and the snake, um, so if one were to walk into a dark room and mistake a rope for a snake, um, the only thing that would get rid of that misconception and everything that comes about by that misconception is the um, non-mistaken view which realizes that it is a rope. So by realizing that the rope is a rope, then that negates and abandons the misconception that believes that it is a snake. Uh, but if someone were to walk into a room and say, uh, well, it's not an elephant, that wouldn't in any way harm that misconception that believes that it is a snake. The only thing that will harm uh, that misconception that believes that it is a snake is the non-mistaken view that it is a rope. Um, so likewise, the only thing that can harm the mistaken view that grasps at things as being truly established is the non-mistaken view that understands that things are not truly established. Uh, so it is that meditation upon selflessness, meditation upon emptiness uh, that serves uh, to get rid of um, um, cyclic existence. Um, so this is what, uh, if one cultivates a remedy, then one will stop rebirth. Um, uh, um, and that's it. So we find in uh, one sutra where it states that uh, one could meditate upon eons, for, uh, love, uh, on bodhicitta, or love and compassion. Uh, which is an excellent quality of the Mahayana. Um, but even though it is such an excellent quality, it will in no way harm uh, the um, grasping at true establishment, even if it is meditated upon for eons, because it does not strike at the core. Or, or, uh, strike, I don't want to say target, um, but I think everyone understands. It doesn't uh, um, strike the right... Um, I'm going to use the word target. target. So that, that means that it doesn't uh, um, serve as an antidote to the grasping at true establishment, um, uh, even though it is an excellent quality of the Mahayana. You have to apply that which is a direct antidote, a direct remedy, uh, in order to negate it, uh, that mistaken view. Um, so that section number three ends right there. Uh, um, uh, cultivating the remedy and then we begin with a new section heading the method for developing uh, the mind intent on uh, liberation Nearby Tundus, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
In Rimache, the Jayan Sheba, the Nipa, Dene Tarpa, Dunyer, JP Talani, Dugan Gonjungi, there. Jan Jibu, what tells Haji Luka Yomare? 
So now uh, this next section, the method for developing the mind intent on liberation, uh, Jayan Sheba's uh, commentary is the same um, um, points that we find in the Lam Rim Chemo. So further down uh, than we're going to read, uh, you find uh, the two categories that uh, Lama Tsongkhapa presents, the reflection on the truth of suffering, uh, uh, the, the faults of, uh, I'm sorry, <coughs> reflection on suffering and its origin, uh, and then reflection from the viewpoint of the 12 dependent arisings. Um, so uh, these are the two categories, and Jayan Sheba has a similar um, outline that goes forward the way uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's will. Um, so the method for developing the mind intent on liberation, the desire to relieve the suffering of thirst is based on seeing that you do not want to be tormented by thirst. Likewise, the desire to attain liberation, which relieves the suffering of the aggregates appropriated by karma and the afflictions, is based upon seeing that the appropriated aggregates are flawed insofar as they have suffering as their nature. Unless you develop a determination to reject cyclic existence through meditating on its faults, you will not seek relief from the suffering of the appropriated aggregates. The 400 stanzas uh, is quoted uh, by Arya Deva. How can, you, uh, how can one who is not disenchanted with this world uh, appreciate peace? Cyclic existence like home is difficult to uh, leave behind. Um, so in the beginning here, it compares um, uh, the desire to relieve the suffering of thirst um, uh, to the desire to attain liberation. So if, you have the de- uh, if you're thirsty, then a, a suffering is created. It's a discomfort that's created. So you want to get rid of that suffering. So you would like a drink of water, because if you could get a drink of water, that would allow you to end that suffering of thirst. Um, so you really desire that ending, um, and a drink of water, uh, you know, is, is something that you want. Um, and so uh, likewise, the desire to attain liberation, uh, which relieves the suffering of the aggregates appropriated by karma and the afflictions, is based upon seeing that the appropriated aggregates are flawed insofar as they have suffering as their nature. Um, uh, so um, ha- des- developing the desire to definitely emerge uh, comes about by seeing uh, the flaws of cyclic existence and seeing that the uh, aggregates, the um, heaps that we are forced into are suffering. Um, so they are because uh, they are appropriated or forced on us by our karma and afflictions. Um, so therefore, because of this, they are suffering. Um, so this is something that we have to recognize um, uh, in order to uh, um, uh, want to be free from cyclic existence. So we recognize when we're thirsty uh, and we want to be free from that. We have to recognize in that same kind of way that we would recognize we were thirsty that cyclic existence is flawed um, and that it, it has downfalls. 
Um, so, uh, and then we'll want to be free kind of in that same way. Um, so here, 400 stanzas uh, speaks of how can one who is not disenchanted with this world appreciate peace? Uh, cyclic existence like home is difficult to leave behind. So how could uh, one wish for liberation if one actually likes uh, cyclic existence? So if one sees cyclic existence as home, uh, then uh, it will become a place of comfort uh, and it won't feel like somewhere you want to leave. It will be difficult to want to leave it. So you have to recognize its negativities, its drawbacks, uh, in order to not have that kind of sentimental feeling about it or that, uh, yeah, I guess that's the best way to translate it, that, that sentimental feeling about it or, or that feeling of... Um, uh, yeah, yeah, the feeling, of, it's almost a word that's uh, like an emotion, but this feeling of home, uh, um, this comfort level, you have this feeling of home. Um, so it's difficult to leave that behind. Uh, so you have to recognize why uh, it is something to be abandoned in order to become disenchanted with it. Um, so uh, um, without, so without, um, knowing these facts and without knowing the nature of cyclic existence and, and knowing the nature of these suffering <coughs> aggregates that have been brought on by karma and afflictions, um, we uh, won't be able to have the determination to be free. Um, so that's the uh, first category in both texts. Yere, so uh, the next section, so the first section is the method for developing the mind intent on liberation. And then we find Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, presentation of an outline. Uh, so it says, developing the mind intent on liberation has two parts. Reflection on suffering and its origin, and the re reflection from the viewpoint of the 12 uh, links of dependent or origination, or the 12 dependent arisings. Um, so uh, these are uh, the two categories um, that are uh, presented. What did you tell them? so we first have uh, the identification of the mind intent on liberation 
uh, and then we have this cat this actual um, liberation uh, the actual meaning of, of liberation presented uh, and then we have uh, the method for developing that mind uh, intent uh, on liberation um, so um, underneath the, the category of uh, the method uh, for its arisal, uh, we don't find um, um, any uh, broken down uh, categories that are different uh, than are presented here uh, in the great treatise. <laughs> What <coughs> Kunyuni <laughs> ジョーダンデバナトンシプコナバトデバナトンシプコソデバジテンゴロデバジテンシンバトカンデデマトンドゲデバトンクジュデバモデンランデジンバトウォテコトンボケジョーダンデバナトンシプコソトンドゲデバ
ก็ตอนนี้ดิเฟอร์สเฮียร์โอเคโซวิลจัสสตาร์ทวิดเดอะไลมรัมเชโมเพจทูซิกซิเอทรีเฟลคชันออนซัฟเฟอร์ริงแ
very small words when we look at the actual root text. Uh, it says, uh, it says achieving the truths, uh, the three jewels, Buddha, and so forth. So uh, achieving here uh, could be translated as established, um, and that's referring to the two truths. Uh, and then the truths uh, is for referring to the four noble truths. And this section shows uh, um, how one would practice these four noble truths. And it's in the order um, that is being presented here. Um, so this first category, showing the significance of the Buddha's asserting the truth of suffering, has the first of the four noble truths. Uh, one recognizes uh, um, the truth of suffering uh, and then wants to know what the origin is. Uh, and then realizes that it can end, that there is a cessation, and then this is how, this is the pathway to its sensation. So this is kind of the stages, the mental stages that take place related to the Four Noble Truths. So um, that's the presentation uh, in that first chapter of the Abhisama Alamkara. Uh, the other is by way of uh, cause and effect. Um, so then, uh, if it's done that way, uh, it's first um, presented uh, with the truth of uh, origin, uh, and then uh, presented with the truth of path, uh, and then presented with the truth of suffering, uh, and then presented, uh, I'm sorry, then the, the truth of cessation is presented. So this is by way of cause and effect. So we have cause and path. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, uh, um, so cause in, in the text um, in the Abhisama Alamkara. So in the Abhisama Alamkara in chapter 4, it says cause, path, suffering, cessation. Um, so cause here is referring to um, the origin of suffering. Uh, and path is referring to the pathway which leads to cessation. And then, of course, uh, suffering and cessation. So um, um, the origin of suffering is what causes um, suffering. And path is what produces cessation. So you have first those two causes up top, and then you have the two results on the bottom. Uh, and that's this, uh, another way that you could present the Four Noble Truths, by showing the, the truths that are the causes, or the, the, that which produces, and then those truths which are the results of, or um, produced from those. Uh, so these are the two ways, um, the differences in presentation from chapter one of the Abhisamalamkara to chapter four. Uh, but this section uh, is dealing with it as asserting the truth of suffering is the first of the Four Noble Truths. So it's that first way uh, that the Abhisamalamkara um, presents it. Um, uh, after previous Okay. ディスネックネットワークカレンドネアチャコラジェンティーゴデンゲンゲンソバカラドゥデンデンジトマソンビゴバテンバタンドゲンゴゴンゴニジタタンバトドゲンデンバトデンデンバジェゲトマソンゴ
Tian Dunga 
So here, next, showing the significance of the Buddha's asserting the truth of suffering as the first of the four truths. Um, so here we have a qualm. The true origins are the causes and truth sufferings are their effects. Why then did the Bhagavan reverse that order? Uh, if the origins precede sufferings and say, monks, this is the noble truth of suffering, uh, this is the noble truth of origin. Uh, so then the reply uh, is, in this case, the teacher reversed the sequence of cause and effect not out of error, but because this reversal is vital for practice. So this is the stages of practice. This is how one uh, develops a desire to uh, emerge and then um, engages in a process uh, that um, will allow him or her to emerge. Um, so why? If his disciples failed to develop a proper determination to liberate themselves from cyclic existence, first they would sever uh, the very root of uh, liberation. Uh, um, how then could he lead them to liberation? Thus, in the beginning, the darkness of ignorance enshrouded his students. They uh, mistook uh, the wonders of cyclic existence, which are in fact suffering uh, for happiness. So one uh, recognizes that the happiness within cyclic existence is suffering. It's suffering because it is brought on by karma and afflictions. Because the cyclic existence is brought on by karma and afflictions, and the experience of cyclic existence is brought on by karma and afflictions, it is necessarily... Um, suffering. So, uh, and then uh, we have a quote from Arya Deva's uh, uh, 400 verses. Um, the Rinpoche, the 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 Lamrim Chemo, the Tuan Tama, the Yanjur Detsurunan, the the Yanjur Maripa, the Tom, the Toma Maripa, the Gar Jijabale, the Nama, the Jijapa Nama. The Lamatsung Kappa, the Kalen. 
Then I gotta find it in the text. I have like so many texts here. Dead school Ramache. Tombo. I'm sorry, just bear with me here. I want to make sure. The Nama, the Rimache, the Toma, Meba, the Tama, the Charan, the Dits. ジジジジャバレテトウドワ。ドネジャスンタラタ。ナバクドユメナス。ドンクイドネジャスンタラタナバクドユマレス。アレ。タメジャトクイ。トミタメシビトネレ。レス。タミタメシビトネレス。ド
Dunga Janaba Thomas so I'm going to um, go back uh, up to here. So my question uh, to Rinpoche was about, um, so I'm just going to go through it and explain the commentary as we go. True origins are the causes and true sufferings are their effects. Why then the, did the Bhagavan reverse that order if the origins precede sufferings? And say, monks, this is the noble truth of suffering. Uh, this is the noble truth of origin. So the question is, why wasn't the cause put and then the effect put? Why was it put into that order? Um, so the reply is that it was put into that order for um, uh, because of this is how one would practice it. This is how one would realize these four truths and apply them to his or her uh, practice. So a reply, in this case, the teacher reversed the sequence of cause and effect, not out of error, but because this reversal is vital for practice. Why? If his disciples failed to develop a proper determination to liberate themselves from cyclic existence first, uh, they would never uh, sever the very root of liberation. So if one didn't recognize the drawbacks of cyclic existence, didn't realize that uh, cyclic existence is necessarily suffering because it is brought about by karma and afflictions, um, if one does not realize this, uh, then uh, there won't be any determination to be free, so one won't look any further. There won't be any reason or purpose for um, practicing or looking forward or looking to what the origin of uh, it is if one doesn't uh, understand what it, uh, the truth of suffering, uh, parentheses, is referring to. Um, so this is why uh, one needs to uh, analyze and investigate the downfalls of cyclic existence in order to develop this mental state that wishes to definitely emerge. Um, so why his disciples failed to develop a proper determination to liberate themselves from cyclic existence first, they would, uh, uh, would, they would sever the very root of liberation. Um, so one cannot be liberated without uh, this desire to emerge. So without it, there is no liberation. And then it says, how then could he lead them to liberation? Thus in the beginning, the darkness of ignorance enshrouded his students. So we have uh, various forms of ignorance. We have the ignorance of reality, uh, and then this uh, ignorance uh, um, of uh, um, the ignorance of reality, and then ignorance of karma uh, and its results. Um, so when we see this darkness of ignorance, we could be talking about um, either of those uh, two categories, um, um, but specifically here it's speaking of this ignorance that sees uh, the um, wonders of cyclic existence. This word wonder is the one we translate as excellence uh, sometimes, the excellent things of cyclic existence. Um, so uh, one, this ignorance sees those excellent things of cyclic existence as happiness and does not see them as the actual truth of suffering. So there is a mistake uh, um, in terms of uh, what uh, um, uh, these things actually are. Um, so it says, which are in fact uh, um, suffering for happiness. So they mistook the wonders of cyclic existence, the excellent things of cyclic existence, which are in fact suffering uh, for happiness. Um, so it's necessary to see the downfalls 
of uh, these uh, wonders of cyclic existence, of cyclic existence, and see the suffering uh, and understand it uh, in order to reverse that um, idea that sees it as happiness, and this misconception that sees it as happiness. Then Arya Davis, 400 verses, says, Fool, if there is no end whatsoever to the ocean of suffering, why are you who are caught up in it not afraid? So when we look at um, uh, these two words, beginning and end, uh, we state that there is no beginning to cyclic existence, so we can't find a first. Uh, so we posit beginninglessness, uh, but we state that there is an end um, to cyclic existence. This, there is no end whatsoever, is referring to um, if one... Uh, does not um, have have the wisdom realizing emptiness. Um, if if one uh, um, um, does not get rid of uh, the, the root of cyclic existence, then the Rinpoche, the Arya Deva, the Jib Japi, the Lay, the Doni Dopi Shera Mena. So if you don't have the wisdom realizing emptiness, then there is no possible end to cyclic existence. So uh, if, that, if this isn't there, then why aren't you afraid? Um, so that's what the 400 verses is saying. If you don't have this wisdom realizing emptiness, um, then you necessarily can't end cyclic existence. And if that is your present state, uh, um, why are you who are caught up in it, so caught up in this misconception, not afraid? Um, um, so um, caught up uh, in this misconception, meaning misapprehending reality. And by misapprehending reality, it's not possible um, to be free from cyclic existence. There's no end to it. Um, so again, so why aren't you scared of this? Um, so then by saying, in fact, the cyclic existence is not happiness but suffering, the Buddha explained many forms of suffering and led his disciples to become disenchanted with cyclic existence and realize it is as suffering. As this is a necessary precondition, the Buddha first spoke about the truth of suffering. So when we uh, look at the Four Noble Truths, each of the Four Noble Truths have four different aspects, making for 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths. So the first uh, Noble Truth, the truth of suffering, has four attributes. Uh, so the first attribute is that it is impermanent. The second attribute uh, is that uh, it is uh, suffering. Uh, and then the, the third uh, um, attribute is selflessness, uh, and then the fourth uh, attribute is uh, empty, emptiness or uh, empty. Um, uh, so here uh, um, we say it is impermanent um, because it is being produced occasionally. So it is uh, momentarily being produced, occasionally being, uh, being uh, produced. Then uh, the, the, the Yapulana Dungyal Demba, the mitapa yinde, the yinde, the yabula. Okay, okay. So the so we would say the when we look at these four attributes, we would say that truth sufferings are impermanent because of being produced occasionally. Uh, um, so this word occasionally means moment momentarily in this this case. Uh, true uh, sufferings are suffering or miserable because they are the under they are uh, under the influence of uh, contaminated actions and afflictions. Uh, so they are necessarily suffering because of uh, being under the influence of the. Uh, um, selfless um, because of not existing
existing as an independent self inf uh, influenced by it's influenced by impermanent factors uh, so there's not uh, you can also say because of it not being established as an independent self or existing as an independent self uh, and then the last category empty uh, because it is empty of a pure self that is uh, different that is other that word different is uh, you know uh, we have singular and different or one another in the debate terminology so this is other or different um, so because it is empty of a pure self that is other or different um, so uh, this is uh, how we define uh, our, or um, how we explain why each of the, the um, why we this is how we explain why uh, the true sufferings uh, has four attributes and why each um, it has each of those attributes. So these definitions, I'm sorry, it's a little choppy, but these definitions come uh, from Penchinson Andrapa's uh, general meaning of perfection. So this is a Loseling textbook writer, and this is from the text, uh, as the translators note, that the monks study when they study Prajnaparamita. So this has been translated from that, uh, and we'll go through the other uh, 12, uh, 12 points um, that are made in the future. Um, so um, these are the first four attributes of the first uh, noble truth, the four attributes of the first uh, noble truth. Uh, and if you do not become disenchanted with cyclic existence, if you do not see the downfalls of cyclic existence, then it's not possible to move forward. Uh, it's not uh, um, possible uh, um, to do anything else. So this is why the Buddha first presented the truth of suffering so that there would be a motivation or a reason to uh, move to the next uh, steps and points. Um, so this is again the, the presentation by way of how one would actually practice it. I think Ngaitsamba Kangalasa. ดวงกันได้จีนะดวงเงินกับอยู่มาดวงกับอยู่มาเด้ดวงเงินกับอยู่มาเด้อันนั้นเงินดวงเงินแม้ว่าสุขุนทุสสร้างลูกคู่เร
the truth of origin. So uh, this is by the way of practice again. Uh, the practitioner recognizes the, the truth of suffering. Here, here she becomes disenchanted with it, does not like suffering, wishes to have happiness, wishes to eradicate suffering, recognizes in order to eradicate uh, suffering, its cause must be eradicated, and, and then the explanation of origin is presented. <coughs> ลองเดินเมนดามุเรสมาเวเนนิเชจาเนจุนาซันซุนซุนาซัลกาเปยมาเวกาเปมันดูนาซักจุดคาเรยนะตะกะซานนตาจิเจเนซาจิซาจิต
नसल गबे मारो शुगर नसता नसल गबे में दो अने वो ते नसते मैं बस जो बोला वो ते जुद मारू ना ने को काटो मारो ता नसा के जो करी मचाजी ताऊ मर बे कुंजुंग सुना तो मर बे अने वो ते नसा मैं बस दवाल गबे हो रहा अंगूठे हैं नसा मैं भी दवा दियो आला वो ते ने नसते ने मैं सागी ना अन्न नासा चानूर होता तब तो ना ये लांडे मुंगे ही ना ने कोई दुगन थाई थबाई होंगे रेस वो तो एक दिन हम तो बजा ना ना कुछ वो दुगन ऐड जरे सो दिस एग्जांपल सो वी यूज़ दिस एग्जांपल टू अंडरस्टैंड द प्रेजेंटेशन ऑफ़ द फोर नोबल ट्रूथ सो इफ वन हैज़ ट्यूबरक्यूलोसिस और कैंसर और डायबिटीज़ then this would be compared to the truth of suffering. Uh, if, because he or she does not like or want to have cancer, diabetes, or tuberculosis, um, they want uh, um, to figure out how to get rid of it. In order to get rid of it, it's necessary to get rid of what causes it, what its origin is. is. If the, its origin uh, isn't... Um, abandon, uh, if what causes it isn't abandoned, uh, then it can't be abandoned uh, because it'll uh, have, there'll be an arisal. So in order to get rid of the subject here, um, uh, the, the um, suffering, it's necessary to get rid of its cause, its origin. Um, so likewise, uh, if you want to uh, get rid of of an illness, it's necessary to get rid of what causes the illness. Um, so then in, in order to get rid of that illness, it's necessary to uh, um, engage in some kind of protocol or procedure that will allow one to get rid of it. And here uh, the example is made uh, to medicine, so medicine that you're told to take. Um, so if you take this medicine, uh, then you're able to be free from that illness. Uh, so this medicine uh, is com uh, the path uh, is compared to medicine. If one meditates upon the path, engages in the path, uh, then one will be able to be freed from suffering, freed from cyclic existence. In the same way that by recognizing an illness and having a dislike for it and wanting to get rid of the origin, uh, um, um, and taking medicine that gets rid of the origin allows one to attain health by recognizing the truth of suffering uh, and then wishing to abandon its origin uh, and then getting rid of the origin by way of a path, one can achieve a state of cessation, which is a freedom from cyclic existence altogether. Um, so that's how you would compare those two uh, <coughs> points, those, those two um, uh, yeah, subjects, the subject of the Four Noble Truths and the, and, uh, uh, the eradication of an illness. So it's very important, uh, even though we've done this before, for us to go over these things again and again. नासा में भी दवा था बंदा वो दिल वो दिल लादे दो दिन है ना मरे से मर गया 
So sometimes without examples like these, truly understanding uh, um, subjects can be difficult. But by looking at this example Lord Maitreya has presented, it's easy to understand what is meant. So recognize that you're ill. Uh, this is compared to the superior truth of suffering. Uh, eliminate the cause of the illness. This is, uh, um, example is compared to the origin of suffering. Attain health uh, is compared to uh, the cessation of suffering. And rely upon a remedy uh, is compared to the pathway, uh, the truth of path. Um, so um, this remedy or this medication, uh, uh, in the case of a spiritual um, goal, uh, is the pathway which leads to uh, complete cessation. So uh, this is uh, how Lord Maitreya has presented it so we can understand it better. So then we can take these different texts and put them together now. So we can see what's presented here uh, by Lord Maitreya and the Sublime Continuum. And then we can look at Lord Maitreya's um, uh, Abhisama Alamkara, the ornament for clear realization, where it says established truths. And then we find the order presented of the truth of suffering, the truth of origin, the truth of cessation, uh, and the truth of path. Uh, and then in the sublime continuum, we find that same order presented where it states the uh, um, recognize that you are ill, the truth of suffering, uh, 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 eliminate the cause of the illness, the truth of origin, uh, attain health, the truth of cessation, and rely on a remedy, the truth of path. Uh, so we can compare these texts and we see the same order presented uh, for, the, for the reason stated before. Okay. So uh, that'll be the end of class today. Yeah. And so we'll do the uh, concluding uh, mandala offering and dedication prayer. What would you call this class today? <laughs> information. Today Rimshay gave us information. Two channel Rimshay. Sheda Selbadu. Matsu Sheda Pentodu. Matsu Kanga. So we'll do the concluding mandala offering and uh, dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I've collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. 
with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Abhilateshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, a spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. <laughs>